Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode five of Electrified America Lines. And what a week it's been since the last time I spoke to you all. Uh, the Browns have a win, like I said, but under Baker Mayfield, they got it done. I said they would get their first win under Tarad, and I was wrong. Baker is the man now. We're going to get into that. Um, what else is that? Oh, Tiger. Tiger back. Tiger's back. Yes, indeed. That's what I like to see. Tiger Woods is back winning again. Uh, NFL-wise, it's been uh, a week, week three was painful to watch. It was painful for the for us as fans and literally painful for the players. The injury roundup was a lot this week. It was a lot of injuries this week. Don't like to see that. Um, a lot of good football, too. But... The referees, man. The referees, just they just can't stop inserting themselves into these football games. And we're going to talk about it. You know we are. So everybody get ready and let's get right to it. Let's start off with the poster boy for roughing the passer penalties, Mr. Clay Matthews. Three weeks in a row, 52, has been tagged with a roughing the passer penalty. Because the the referees thought he was playing a bit too hard. He was he's been a bit too rough. <laughs> okay, it's football, right? It is a contact sport, correct? People do get hit, correct? Defensive players are supposed to tackle, correct? Okay, I was just making sure I wasn't, you know, I wasn't wrong. Just making sure that the sport I've been watching all my life hasn't, you know, been changed. But obviously it it has, I guess. Uh, three weeks in a row. First, it's the uh, the Mitch Trubisky incident week one. Then we got the Kirk Cousins call week two. And then this past week, week three, we got the Alex Smith penalty. Okay. Let's see how I feel about this. Week one. Week one is 50-50 for me. I feel like it could have went either way because Mitch did throw the ball fairly, you know, it was it was like he got there late. He did get there late on that one. I can see why the refs threw that one. But still, I don't think you call that in that space, like in that time, because it is clutch time. And I feel like in that moment, refs shouldn't be able, they shouldn't insert themselves in the game to where as though they could change the outcome of, of a ball game. That's, that's, just, that's just a bit iffy to me. Like if you're not going to call a pass interference, a DPI or OPI on like, a 50-50 ball, and it's like almost the end of the game. If you're not going to call that, then you shouldn't be calling these, you know, 50-50 rough in the passer calls because the games, you know, are sealed or on their way to be sealed with these plays. And for the refs to interject themselves into the football game, it's just crazy. So that was week one. Week two, once again, Kirk Cousins throws an interception. Game's over. Right, but as he's throwing, as he's throwing the ball, let me let me emphasize that as he's throwing the ball, fifty-two hit him. He didn't drop him to the ground. He didn't suplex him like Brock Lesnar. He didn't suplex him like Kurt Angle. He didn't suplex him like the late great Eddie Guerrero. He didn't do that. He tackled him. And what happened a couple seconds later? Laundry was on the field. What's the call? Fifteen-yard penalty. 
don't I don't know what they want him to do. Week three, Alex Smith in the pocket. Once again, another crucial cause. The Packers, you know, they had the momentum coming back in that game. They were down, but they had the momentum. They had the momentum. Defense was clipping in the second half until, you know, it was a wrap. Clay breaks free. He breaks free. First stack of the season. I'm watching that game. I'm like, uh-oh. There he is. 52 Savage. There he is. Boom. Got him. In the back of my mind, I'm like, uh-oh. It's a flag coming. Before the flags even came out, I said, it's a flag coming. And boy, there it is. Yellow laundry on the field. Clay lost his mind, bro. He almost lost his mind right there. Because rightfully so. Rightfully so. He has every right to be upset. And all the defensive players around the league, defensive players who have played the game, all of them have the right to be upset. Fans, son, it was a clean football tackle. He didn't even hit him low. He hit him high. He, he almost hugged him. And then they just went down. He didn't fall on. He didn't put his body weight on top of him on purpose. The way he tackled him, they're going to fall together. What is he supposed to do? If, if you're falling down, at what point are you supposed to think in your mind, oh, let me turn to the side. Let me hold back a little bit so I don't fall on this. No, no, no way. If I'm walking down, if I'm walking down the hallway and I trip and fall, I'm not about to be like, oh, let me, let me try to stop this from happening so I don't hurt the ground. I don't hurt the floor. No, it's a bang, bang play. It's football. It's football. And they keep trying to say this is Aaron Rodgers' fault. No, 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 no. It's not in the Aaron Rodgers rule, bro. That hit with Anthony Barr was, first of all, it was outside of the pocket, way after he threw the ball, and he drove him to the ground. Literally, like, tombstone power drive type situation, bro. We can compare plays. We can, you know, we can play in all we want about the Rodgers, the quote-unquote Rodgers rule. We can do all that. They try to blame, you know, the low hits on Brady when he tore his ACL. It's, no, 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 we're not going to blame, we're not going to do that. But the refs, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And Clay was hot. He was upset. You know, he had to go sit down for a couple of plays. But it's like, what are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? Honestly, Clay said, Unfortunately, this league is going in a direction I think a lot of people don't like. I think they're getting soft. They are. I'm all for protecting the players. I'm all for protecting the players. And I'm all for, you know, let's keep the concussions down and, you know, let's let's stay safe. I'm all for that. But if you're going to start changing the entire game and – Basically, putting these quarterbacks in bubble wraps, like, what? what's the point? It's not football anymore. What are these defensive players supposed to do, man? What are they supposed to do? What are they supposed to do? Like, what do you want them to do if they break free and get a, a clean shot at the quarterback? Are they supposed to think twice and be like, man, I don't know if I really want to hit him? Because that's not what it looks like is about to start happening. And... 
it's ruining the game, and the fans don't like it. The players don't like it. What? At what point do NFL refs and you know the the higher ups? What? At what point do they sit down and say, "Man, we're we're doing something wrong here." It's thirty. It was they were thirty four through week three. They have been thirty four roughing the passer call uh, penalties call. Thirty four. That's almost double from the through the week three stretch of last year because last year they only had um, sixteen through twenty seventeen that first three weeks of twenty seventeen and then twenty through the week six uh, week three of twenty sixteen. So thirty four is a crazy number for for three weeks of football. Crazy. And when you talk about defensive players, you know what are they supposed to do? Prime example of when you think too much, you get hurt. I don't think they heard me. When you think too much on that field, you can and will get hurt. It's not about, in that moment, it's not about that. It's about making the play on defense. No way you're supposed to be thinking about, oh, well, let me try to take a little bit of brunt off the blow so I can help him and let me. You know, you're supposed to be protecting yourself and hitting your opponent and stopping the play. Prime example, over this weekend, we had a poor guy in Miami. Okay, poor guy in Miami. Uh, you think I'm talking about a fan? No, no, no. I'm talking about William Hayes, big defensive end for the Dolphins. They're having a good season, so we're going to get into that too. But he tore his ACL. He didn't say it running uh, down the field, didn't tear it recovering the fumble and, you know, trying to take one back. He didn't tear it celebrating. He didn't tear it because somebody rolled up on him. He didn't tear it because the turf was weak. He didn't tear it because he stepped in the turf the wrong way. He didn't tear it because he fell down. I think you see where I'm going. Do you? I hope you do. Do you know why he tore his ACL? He caught his foot in the ground trying not to put weight on the quarterback. A man's livelihood, his his season is gone because he was trying to protect himself from a flag because the NFL wants to protect these quarterbacks. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm done talking about it because I'm getting upset. And I'm not trying to get I don't want to get too emotional. But I'm getting upset. It doesn't make sense. They better do something. That's all I got to say about it. Meanwhile, in South Beach, the Miami Dolphins are 3-0 and and are in the first place of the AFC East. Hmm. It seems like every other year, uh, AFC East team starts off really well, and you know they almost convince you that the old Patriots aren't gonna get the division, and then they just fall off to the wayside. And you know Brady wins the division again, but I don't know. 
the Dolphins might be up to something because that's a quiet three and over down there. That is a very quiet three and over. You don't hear too, not we're not hearing too much about the Dolphins. They just they just playing football. They just playing football down there in uh, Miami. You know they beat the Titans. They beat the Jets. They beat the Raiders. I don't know three straight, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'll buy it when they beat the Patriots this week. If they can beat the Patriots this week in Foxborough, oh, oh, sign me up. Sign me up. I'll be on the Tannehill Express. I'll be on the Tannehill, Tannehill Express. Sign me up. First class. If they can do that, hey, hey, hey. The Jets don't want to play football. The Jets, they don't, they don't want to play football, clearly. But the Dolphins do. The Dolphins want to play football. I mean, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill wasn't playing bad. He wasn't playing bad at all. Seven touchdowns, two picks through the first three weeks. That ain't bad. Kenyon Drake's down there running it. Kenny Steele's out there. Three touchdowns on a year. We got uh, Kiko Alonso's going crazy. And that defense is a solid defense. They got a solid defense. You know, the Dolphins can keep it up. I think they can go to the playoffs this year if they can keep it up. If they can keep it up. If they get past the Patriots this week, then yeah, I think I'll believe. But until right now, I'm not buying it. It's a quiet 3-0. I'm not buying it right now. Not at this moment. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see something's happening down there in Miami because, you know, it's, it, it gets... It gets a bit hard to, you know, it just gets boring to see Brady and them win the division every year. Like, that's boring. Why not? Somebody else, you know. So hopefully the Dolphins can step up and give them a run. But like I said, you know, they beat them Sunday, then yeah, I'm all for it. Sign me up for the Tannehill Express. First class. Choo-choo! All right. In Cleveland. Baker Mayfield was named the starter, the sixth god. He's here. He's arrived. The boy has arrived in Cleveland. The savior, the savior is here. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I told people the Browns weren't going to lay down for anybody this year. They should be 3-0. I bet if Baker would have played all three of those games, they would be. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you those games were too close, way too close not to win. But if they had a quarterback like Baker Mayfield through those first two games, oh yeah, they would three, they would be three and zero. They would definitely be three and zero, no question about it. Baker's a winner, he's a winner, and he, he, you know, that's just how he is. He's always been like that, and the kid just brings something. I call that man the kid. That kid, that boy, two years older than me. <laughs> I almost forgot who I was. Okay. I'm not editing this out either. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Baker is just a winner, man. He's a winner. And what we saw from him Thursday night last week, in that second half, man, when he came in, he just started slinging it. And I already knew. I said, oh, yeah, it's time. It's time, baby. It's time. Tyrod's done. Tyrod's done. He's done. Because he... <sighs> Man, Terod has had his chances, you know, and they tried so hard. T- 
to make it seem like, you know, there was no chance Baker would get in. You know, on Hard Knocks, we saw Baker wasn't with the first team. And preseason, he was with the second team, you know, wasn't getting many first-team reps. And he was so all-in on you. It's Ron's our quarterback stop asking me. No, I didn't buy that one bit. I knew it. All it would take for was one injury or, you know, bad play from Terod, and it was a it was a wrap. It was a wrap. Christmas gift. Wrap. It was a wrap. Birthday present. Wrap. It was a wrap. Drake feature amigos. Walk it, talk it. Wrap. It was a wrap. You dig? <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all, man. I mean, totally. I mean, you know, let's, let's talk numbers. Let's talk numbers. Let's talk numbers. To run. When they played... <laughs> this is pitiful, bro. When they played Pittsburgh, yeah, 197 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. With a 51.8 QBR. That's disgusting. And they played the Saints. He had 246. <laughs> Once again, another touchdown on a pick. 94.6 QBR. Mr. Mayfield, however, came in the game. 73.9 completion percentage. 201 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. Just clean. It was clean. Just had to find a way to win. Get the Browns' first win. The button, get the butt light open. Get the streets going crazy. Six God. 101.1 QBR for that. Half. Uh, what? Half, uh, half in a couple minutes he played. And now he's a starter. He's a starter now. And the Browns are ready to win. The Browns are ready. Now it's time. It's time now. What Jarvis say? Bless him. Bless him. Jarvis about to be blessing a lot of secondaries, boy. Because Baker going to get him that ball. Tuh. Talk about it. Baker going to get him that ball, boy. He is. Browns got, who they got next? They got the Raiders. Raiders are 0-3. I think they beat the Raiders. I think they beat the Raiders. And then they go play the Ravens. I got them beating the Ravens. I have the Browns winning their next two. I think they win their next two. I don't want to go too far, you know, and say, you know, keep. I don't want to, you know, dissect the rest of their season. And that's not what I'm talking. I'm talking about bigger. But I think Baker gets hot now, and I think they win for now. I'll say they win their next two. They beat the Raiders and they beat the Ravens. I think they stay hot, and you know, we're gonna see. I'm excited. This is one thing I want to say about Baker. He people think, you know, he try to compare him to you know Manziel as far as off field things. Oh, he's you know lightning bottle and flash in the pan, one hit one type kill. First of all. Baker's 23 years old. All right. Very mature, mature guy and mature quarterback. He's not in the pocket looking like, you know, a deer in the headlights. He's looking confident in his throws. And, you know, he's very selective with his throws. And he's very mature off the field, too, as far as, you know, his interviews. And he's a humble guy. I like Baker. He's 23 years old. And I really think it's time for Cleveland to rally around that man. Because I think it's it's time. It's time. I've been saying it, but it's time. A lot of people still do not believe, but with Baker Mayfield on the center, the Browns are serious threat to the AFC, especially AFC North, because, boy, that division is in trouble. That division is in trouble. If the Browns stay hot, like I think, the Browns could win that division this year. The Steelers are in shambles. The Steelers are in shambles. Whether they like it or not, I don't care what happened on Monday night. They barely got out of that game. And let me tell you something. Ryan Fitzpatrick almost did it. He almost did it. That last drive they had was just bad play call. That's what I'll say. That was bad play call, and I can't put that on Fitz, and I believe he, you know, I think he saved Fitz saved his job 
Monday night, by the way, in the second half, because that first half was disgusting, but he saved his job, and they better not bench him. I think they got to go with – they still got to stay with it. But off that, I'm getting off that. But the Steelers are in trouble, whether they want to admit it or not, the Steelers are in trouble. The Ravens haven't proved anything yet to me. They got torched by A.J. Green. You know, they, they blow out the Bills. They beat the Broncos. I'm not I'm not sold on the Ravens. I'm not sold on the Ravens. Uh, the Bengals, eh, eh, who knows? But the Browns, yeah. Yeah, the Browns. That's that's who I think is about to shock the world. You know, one win ain't enough for them. That's not, that's not, that wasn't their Super Bowl. That wasn't their Super Bowl. That, one win wasn't a goal for this season. Talk about it. Baker, baby, make me proud, man. I, I love me some Baker Mayfield. And I, I'm excited to watch that boy play. Yes, indeed. Okay, let's pick some games. It's week four, and it's time for the pick four. Pick four? Ooh, on week four, it's the pick four on week four. Week four and pick four, it's the week four. Pick four and the pick four on the week four. No, you're not, you're not rocking with it? That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> all right, not for real. Um, let's see, Thursday night, what we got tonight? The Vikings and the Rams. The Vikings are going, going back, back to Valley, and the Rams are going to do them. I got the Rams winning that game. It'll be a good one, but I got the Rams winning that game. Uh, who else am I excited for this weekend? Oh, the Bucks and the Bears. I think that's going to die, Bears. I think that's going to be a good game to watch. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they'll stick with Fitz, which I hope they do. Uh, who else am I excited to see? That's two. Who else am I excited to see this weekend? Oh, the Browns and the Raiders. I'm, I'm excited for Baker, and I believe the Browns will get their second win. Oh, yeah, because the Raiders are struggling. And Gruden's struggling. He should have stayed in the booth. Um, yeah. Uh, and lastly, uh, the Dolphins and the Patriots. Dolphins are going up there to Foxborough, and they're not going up there to lay down. They're going up there to win. Talk about it. They're going up there to win and, you know, continue being in first place and undefeated. And that's the pick four on week four. The pick four on week four. The pick four on week four. The A. Okay, I'm done. But, yeah, that's the pick four for week four. <laughs> yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's all I have. Oh, wait. Oh, I lied. <laughs> Bro, shout out to Drew Brees, but shout out to Drew Brees' spin move. Bro, he was trying so hard for somebody to get open. Bro, he was pumping. He was like, please get open. Please get open. Please go. Dang. Nobody's open. He's passed a lot of scrimmages. Two defenders over there. What did he do? Spin move. Spin move. Had those boys looking for direction. We drew it in the end zone. Cooling in the end zone. So that was cool. I watched that live. I was excited. That was a great game between the Saints and the Falcons, by the way. I can't wait for them to uh, match up again. You know, that's a great divisional rivalry. Um, oh, playoff baseball starts soon. Next week, we're in October. And uh, five teams, as of right now, you know, five teams clinched. Uh, the Red Sox, Indians, and the Braves all won their division. And the Astros, they got a spot, but they're leading the division race. And then the uh, Yankees to start off in the AL wild card game. So we'll definitely be talking playoff baseball next week for October. Um, oh, yes, Golden Boy, according to Golden Boy, uh, Canelo will be back in December, which is surprising to me. Like, what's October? Like a two-month layoff? Well, not even really a layoff, but you know, a two-month gap between you know, his last fight. So we might get Canelo, Charlo, maybe earlier than we thought, being so he's, you know, the mandatory challenger for the 
that title. Um, so yeah, that we're looking keep an eye on that. Uh what else? Who else? Jimmy Butler still is looking for a new home. <laughs> so that's happening. But uh shout out to September. You know, we're done with September. Done with September, it's been real. Uh new month next month, new month next week. Well, for me, it'll be a new month. I'll be here with you all next week. It'll be a new month by then, but you know, be it'll, you know the first to be here by then. Anyway. So, you know, get ready for new month, new blessings, you know, new opportunity, you know, as we close out 2018. Boy, time was fine. But uh yeah, so I'll see you guys next month. But <laughs> now nah, for real, see you guys next Thursday, same time, 10:30 a.m. I'll be dropping. Uh, but that's it. I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.